That's what happens when you keep it shiny. It's for yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> well. That, that nasty word, wow. responsibility, you know. Yeah. Can that. I still get out? <laughs> you can leave at any time. You can. Let's go together. Actually, we're about to do introductions. Yeah, so you got to make it Let's decision. go together you so they either... won't know who had to pee. Bother. Uh, now. I am taking my coat and purse. Right. Hmm. All right, well, here, I tell you what, we're going to do introductions. You can either not say your name, say a different name, yeah. or say who you are. We've used aliases um, before. But, uh, yeah, we have used aliases before. And uh, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go around the table here in a moment. Well, who are you? Uh, I am oh, always and always will be because I don't need to use an like alias. My name is Peter Galt. I am the host and creator of Civil Tension. And uh, here with me today is co-host... Ken Nicholson and co-host Don Sieberson and also to my right is Jerry Settles and down there at the other end of the table staring at the phone and not watching that he's getting introduced <laughs> is I'm Spartacus Spartacus <laughs> I'm Spartacus I'm afraid to say my real name and afraid so afraid. this is afraid Ken afraid. Oh, she did. okay she, she said made up it. a name all right and uh, it's Bill Hassey. And we've already introduced you. Well, you can say your name again if Don you want. Don Sievison. So there you go. So Don's so nice. He said it twice. Uh, but um, actually, our our topic that I shot around was framed up as recaging wolves. What do you do when you realize that you put wolves in charge of all your sheep? What do you do with a crazy wolf? Can you recage the wolves? What happens when your sheep cry wolf and there isn't one? What happens if there's an entire pack of wolves, but you let them all slip away? Why do I want to huff and cough so, right now? You know, <laughs> huff, huff. Are we talking about real wolves? Um, no. Uh, no, metaphor. This is all metaphorical. I figured. And this is all because it all came around between, Bill, your, your note that you shot. And, and you can actually tell everybody what that was if you want real quick. Well, I shot out, I, I said, you know, here's a topic, you know, why, you know, would Jesse Smollett do what he did? What was his motivation? You know, what was his motivation? But, you know, what in his life happened and occurred to him that would compel him to do what he's done or allegedly done mm -hmm. at this point? Mm -hmm. um, and what effect does that have on on? You know, society and 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 the, and the different cultures and things like that. Okay, and then okay. Don what yesterday at lunch, what did I say? <laughs> we were talking about the Jesse Smollett thing uh -huh. and a couple other things, right. but something in this in a similar vein. And then also, you mentioned uh, why on earth AOC is doing some of the things she's doing, and you know you mentioned the loss of the twenty five thousand jobs. Oh yeah, the from, Amazon thing. From the like Amazon thing, and then. <laughs> It's actually, I just declare what amazed me about that was how, I'm going to try to be nice, un, uninformed or ignorant. I'll say ignorant because that's just doesn't know. You know, they were offering $3 billion in tax breaks to Amazon. So in other words, they would pay $3 billion less in taxes. Her argument was, we, we should not have them there, and we'll, we'll invest the $3 billion in our communities and things of that nature. It didn't work that way. <laughs> I yeah. And I, I'm watching this on TV and going... <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what I was doing. Dead silence <laughs> because that that amount of stupidity. It's stupefying. Yeah, it's stupefying, and, and it kind of breaks your brain for a moment. And then you see Tax Facebook posts that call her a hero, and she's awesome and everything. I'm like, wow, we're in trouble. <laughs> Most and, of the people you talk to that uh, mention something about tax write-offs, right. they think it's like free money. Yeah, yeah. You have to make the money to, get the tax. to owe taxes on it mm -hmm. to get... Tax right. yeah. The yeah. tax reduced so it, it just it doesn't yeah, work. It's not a cash on hand. Nobody situation. should be allowed out of high school without econ 101. I'm sorry. Well, this, we'd have our, well, our they'd high have schools to be would able be able to read then. <laughs> okay. And then to and that to point, back, they'd have to back. be able to read. <laughs> to that point, that's John our teacher speaking. <laughs> brought up that example. Oh, we did. And then also talked about um, uh, the freshman congresswoman from Minnesota yeah, and uh, you know her remarks that uh, and not only wake up all of yeah all of that uh, ridiculous anti-semitism that mm -hmm. she's spewing uh, and then along with uh, AOC mm -hmm. her her non-comprehension of how that actually works 
but then also his observation and looking at all of the people on that side, meaning, meaning in his mind, the left, mm-hmm. uh, who are saying, ooh, ooh, we, we let, and here's where the, the title ah. came from, we let the wrong wolf out of the cage. We, oh man, we put the beast in charge of the hen house. So you're saying the Dems are even having second thoughts. They're going, ooh, 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 that's uh, even a little too crazy for us. So (laughs) you guys need to, mm, that's a a couple of years. Yeah, it's only take, but to that point, what do you do when Mm. you realize that, oh crap, we just put a wolf in charge of the sheep. Well, for one, they take her the off the House. Foreign Affairs Committee. That and, would be a start. But, you know, people are decrying these things, oh, but nothing is actually being done. Well, you can't <coughs> undo political new. mistakes yeah. well, like that. I mean, yeah, trying when you them. elect somebody, you're stuck with them. Well, that's the thing. In our day and age, we we have, we're so accustomed to instantaneous, you know, information, instantaneous transactions, sure. instantaneous this and that satisfaction. Boom, boom, boom. And, and in politics, uh-uh. You're right. You're stuck. And, then, and, and and look at that, look at the battle and the fight against term limits. Mm-hmm. You know what can? Okay, pardon me while I get specific for a moment. I, there's smart people in this room. What is the possible where? downside of shorter term limits? I I am totally befuddled. I don't understand why this issue is not as clear to everybody as it is to me. And I know Dan would have a good argument for this. But I'm listening, Dan. You know, but initially it's it's because you need time to involve and get things in place and get things done and accomplish things. That's what the professional you know, staff working for the politician does. Well, that changes over with each politician. Well, Dan, the answer not, not entirely at all. The answer no. is it takes a little while to get on the inside where you can really start to make the serious money. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, but so, which means they're in charge of our votes. <laughs> you know, they tell us Nobody how to holds vote enough power if everybody's already getting pushed out all the time yeah. to get anything done. Which is the bloody point. That's the way it was kind of designed. Okay. Well, he, where am I, where am I losing it? Bill added that caveat. Just the last three words to get anything done. Mm-hmm. What was that? That's to get anything done. That's, That's four words. Yeah, Sorry, so. I can't count, which is why I'm not an accountant. But if you have term limits, is then the downside to that that because government moves so butt ass molasses in January slow? Mm-hmm. That if you do institute term limits, nothing will actually get done. Which would be helpful to our country. Would it, though? In some cases, yes. I I disagree with that premise, Peter. I think... But that's why I'm asking. Okay. You got... Typical senator has uh, 40 people working for him or something. They're at the core of... Uh, research for him and uh, uh, formatting things that he wants to say and stuff like that. All he does is do is is present a public face and present a lot of rhetoric and set policy. So you take your staff and you say, we want to take that hill or we want to go halfway up that hill or we want to go around the hill. Okay, fine, and they're working on that. The lobbyists will let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think the reason things are glacial most of the time is that's to the politician's advantage. Mm -hmm. That's, in in a very direct way, it maximizes the money they make on the process. Well, I actually think it was designed to go relatively slow, so we're not just ricocheting like a pinball in a pinball machine every other day of the week, too. Adams talked about that. The reason he wanted to establish the system we have today because you cannot counter a human's ambition. Right. And so recognizing that, he suggested, why don't you let ambition counter ambition? And this is what we see mm-hmm. in our legislative government, mm-hmm. representative government, is the, these competing points, and so they're going to be forced into a situation where they have to compromise, right. and that's what he wanted. Right. When everybody leaves and nobody's happy is the, kind of the idea of it. So what happens when you get forced into a situation where you need compromise and nobody wants to compromise? Then nothing gets done. And right. then the people yeah. will, will elect someone new. Somebody and that's the, 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 the idea. Yeah, but of they don't. Work. They're not doing that. In cases they do, in cases they don't. We just right. mentioned two people that the Dems elected that are new. 
Because the most important part here is the idea that it's representative government and not a true democracy. Right. True. And about wolves, uh, the, the comment was made, I think, by Ben Franklin. He says, if you want to know what democracy is, it's two wolves and a sheep discussing what they're going to have for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the idea of it. We eat so, a dinner. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so this, this confrontation that's going on it should be there. And the reason why we have the the, one, the legislative branch is only two years is because they they believed that they wanted to have the representative of the people always there. Right. That's what it was for. The big decisions are made in the Senate. Mm-hmm. These guys got four years to be able to become established. Six, isn't it? Or form their bonds and go forward with that. Um, yes. Six, um, excuse me. Yeah, I was, uh, you had me wonder. To that degree, it works. I got no problem with six years. The problems I got are at 25 years, 30, 30 years. 40 years. Show me a guy that's been in office for 25 years that's still in touch with his constituents mm-hmm. rather than being in control of them and still working for a living. Mm-hmm. They don't legislate. They don't do anything except pontificate and soak up our money. Well, they uh, certainly influence Others that are younger, that are newer, you know, those twenty-five to thirty, forty-year-old or forty-year term guys that are in there, uh, you know, a lot of what they're doing is they're, they're lobbyists themselves. I mean, they're just yes. they're just lobbying the the, the, the new crowd coming mm-hmm. in and coming through and saying, here's here's how things work this and here's how, how you're going to play. Right. And if you don't play this way, you don't get on committees. Yeah, you don't play. You, you won't get on committees, mm-hmm. and guess what? You won't get elected next time because we the, the party won't support you. you. So you play along until you get to that point where you learn, you've established some some credibility, you've established some some authority. You play play along. Yeah. Play along to get along. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole... Now, again, one of the fundamentally broken things to me about all of this is the fact that when you elect someone in, it it all equates to a temp job, really, because you know, okay, this is only going to be perks. for this amount of time. Yeah, that's why you get great perks. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a salary, and that's why Pension. there's a, uh, a uh, what are the, the uh, retirement dollars mm-hmm. that continue for life yeah. after many of these roles, which, you know, why to me, why on earth would you not want to go ahead and here, I'll do my term, but then that gets back to the whole giving up the yeah, power right. thing. So, in most cases, you get that tenure and that and that uh, that pension and all that stuff after a couple of years or something. After a couple of years, you walk away, and that would be, I think, the design of that is probably intended to be appealing for people to go do that. Mm-hmm. Problem is, they want the power. Now, when you get people in there, like you know, the new freshman round in in Congress, and people are going, you boy, it's not turning out well. There's no mechanism for termination. Mm-hmm. Well, there There's, is one, but it's impossible. It's, it's just very, very difficult. But the point it's of very the difficult. Matter, the point it's of the matter impossible. is that these freshmen that are coming in were elected on the pro- platforms that they ran on. Right. Yeah. Whether you people agree that these are good platforms or bad platforms they won. is not the point. Yeah, they won. <laughs> the point is that they're there to represent it. Now, when they try these things out and find out that it's really not going to work, then these issues get exposed. They can't the their platforms. Right. Well, the key yeah. is that there are people that are also there that will... Re- will Fight against what they're doing, and, and, we hope that, and, and if we disagree with what they're doing, we want those people to win that argument. I agree. I mean, it's they, they got elected. I mean, it's you know, yeah. I, I'm not of the opinion we should be throwing out any of these people any more than they should be doing what they're trying to do to Donald Trump because they don't like him. When when Tocqueville looked at our system, he was, he was considered one of the greatest political philosophers of all time. But when he looked first look at our system, the only hole he saw in it was is that the system would allow for the politicians to bribe the populace with their own money. Right, yes. And that right. was the issue. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen this in it history. We've seen this come and go. I keep but, making Mike Madigan. Kind of yeah. against your point, I don't know anybody that gets into politics for money. They get into it for power. Now, it's you can power. say that money is power, yeah, to a degree. 
But is I don't know any broke politicians. Do you? Is we're seeing well because you have to be rich to get in there to begin with. Well, but a lot of them get rich while they're in there. I mean, a lot of them. It may, was it Truman that said you you can't if you get rich you can't get rich as a politician unless you're dirty or something. I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, it was along those but, lines. I mean, there's a you know but, what is but, it? the but percentage of millionaires. But look at the slapback we have today. We have this thing called total transparency. Now that in itself is bad. <laughs> you it, see it's any recently? It's what they're yeah, arguing what is, for. Right. Is they want total transparency. They want Donald Trump to, to yeah. release his tax things. Right. But he doesn't need to no, because it's not a law. Right. But you know, there's a problem with like, total transparency because an action 35 years ago would be red run. Right. Which we've just been seeing. Yeah. Which we've. Uh, and discussed. so, it, it, so I mean, so within our government and all this exchanging that's going on, you know, we still have the press. I know everybody hates the press the way it is today, mm-hmm. but it's still there reporting. We're still getting knowledge of it. But now we have industries that are making money, right. showing both sides of it, and we see bents on that. Mm-hmm. But even that's changing now. And that will change because, like, CNN's reporting has been so poor. Mm-hmm. They're losing money left and right. Yeah. People are abandoning ship. Mm-hmm. Fox News, oddly enough, is, is, is people equate to the same as CNN is how bent they are. Mm-hmm. But why is Fox News becoming, like, one of the most popular and, and one of the most profitable news stations? Because they're one of the few places that is a different bent. <laughs> Well, I can possible. find a hundred places with yeah, one bent. I can find two or three. There, there's always bent. been conservative. Sure, but news. not to the same degree. I thought Laura Logan said it well about the the Western Wall in uh, in, in uh, Jerusalem. She talked about there's this little tiny space for women to pray in that wall. And she says to me, that's the Breitbart and Fox News and a couple of other conservative outlets. And then the men have the rest of the wall. And he says that's the rest of the mainstream media. And that she she uses that as an an analogy of how much of the media. The re- only reason Fox News seems right is because everything else is left, in my opinion. And you won't see a whole lot of left, you know, CNN-style uh, news sources that allow opposing viewpoints in the same interview. Mm-hmm. Fox tries to make it almost a every time. Almost. I'm not here. Them. I'm not here to say Fox is perfect, right? By any means. But, but they, they do bring they, on more. They people. do give it pretty. In all honesty, the most. Unbiased news reporting in the world is Al Jazeera. Yeah, agreed. It's it's what I wake up to. Yeah, They're one of the few, and Fox, I think, is doing some of this. Again, not without their their own issues. None of them are perfect. But unbiased news news reporting is similar to what we talked about last week with the the concept of being the camera. Mm -hmm. Here is the camera. We're going to show you what's happening and we're going to say look you know what Jerry has a glass of water with a lemon wedge in it now form your own opinion on that now you're wrong because it's a it's slice <laughs> whatever I, it looks like a wedge and see here's the thing so we already have that argument your point depends on here's the thing from where I'm sitting it kind of looks like a wedge because of the way the glass is shaped yeah. so which actually I was examining what I had said about stationing the cameras Mm -hmm. and uh, you know what perhaps I am incorrect because when I look at something I am only able to see it from my perspective Mm -hmm. therefore camera has to be held by people if you if your intent is to understand other other perspectives Um, that's deep deep it's about you know well that's up, like, up to my ankle I suppose <laughs> that, that's like saying okay if you're you know you're inside a jar and you're looking at the ingredients of what's in that jar can't read the right? ingredients, read the ingredients from inside, from inside the jar. can't read the ingredients you got to get outside to be able to read it properly yeah, to be able to read it properly so well the argument was on the eye of the camera was is that that all external information we get, this a priori information we get, is always done through a filter in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And that's the concept behind it. So, like we talked before about how Hollywood will use scenes and they will talk about things, but they'll bend it just a little mm-hmm. to get their point across. And what's that point? So you have to be, you have to pay really close attention to what's going on because there's a lot of flashbang that goes on that distracts you from what their actual message is. Mm-hmm. One of these instances was in one of the Star Wars movies where they were they had justified destroying uh, parts of a casino they're in because they were under the opinion that everybody that was funding that casino was was into gun, you know, uh, selling guns. And so, and, 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 and for me, I'm like, wait a minute. 
You just justified destroying someone else's property because you think they're doing something? Yeah. And that's kind of what well, goes on. And it's not even them that's doing it. It's it's some of the visitors in the place that are doing it. Exactly. But by no means all the visitors are guilty. Well, so loop that back to what goes on economically around the world. And, and back in the day, uh, when I was in the pits, we had uh, Greenspan as okay. our Fed governor. Greenspan used to, there was a terminology called Greenspeak. And Greenspeak was everything that was in between the lines of what he said. Mm -hmm. And that was what influenced the markets, which influenced billions and billions of dollars and, and transactions all over the world, influenced interest rates uh, and instantly. And, and, and he was considered a master. And, and, and hence it was called Greenspeak. And he was a master because nobody since then has been able to even come close uh, in being able to use wording and terminology to control events, situations, future actions, uh, current actions. Uh, it was just, it was, it was really, it was, if you're into the finance world, it was poetry. Hmm. It was so beautiful. And that's exactly what I of the Camera is. That's what they were talking mm -hmm. about. You know, this is yeah. propaganda. I mean, let's just use the term for what yeah. it means. Yeah. But when you look at propaganda, there's always an agenda to it. Oh, absolutely. But when they're using the eye of the camera as a concept, they're saying that this is how we receive information. And, and a lot of the peripheral information that we get is really actually closer to the truth than our focus. Because what we're focusing on is bent by what we're, what we're after or what our agenda is. Yeah. And that's why people will say CNN's a great place and Fox is evil. And, and then mm -hmm. you'll have the other. But what, what, what's the end result? The end result is, is you get a little bit of both. And isn't that the truth of it? And so, like these these new women that are coming in, I think it's a phenomenal thing. I mean, I, I'm glad to see this. I I think one of the great things about Trump is that he broke the politician uh, requirement to be, to lead the country. I, I agree. And I don't think you. anybody was supposed to be term politicians. I don't think anybody thought of that when they were designing the Constitution because everybody had jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And what a pain in the ass it is to run. Yeah. And so if you guys ever want to feel that, go, go sit on a committee for your city. Yeah. You'll, you'll, see the, you'll see this in action. Knock yourself yeah. out. I mean, the complete waste of time going on and defining, uh, determining what we should do next. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. There. I think that these, these newbies, but it's as long as they don't get to do what they want to do, it's a good thing. And I don't think they will because I think what the whole wolves analogy is that that the, the, the Dems are worried about them because they even realize that if this is what we're out there spewing, we're going to lose. Yeah. That's why they're worried. They're not worried about whether they do it or not. They're worried that the, this message will get them defeated in 2020. Um, and so that's, as a someone who doesn't want them to succeed, I kind of welcome their craziness because it, even people who don't pay attention might start to go, that girl's whacked. Well, you know, yeah, to, make, you know, to make any advancement, you have to step away from, you have to step out of the classical way that you've been doing it. That's how you make advancement. I agree with that. I mean, you but know, you mentioned like, Trump. Uh, That's what he Einstein broke it all down. Non, uh, uh, Euclidean geometry was how he discovered his relativity aspect. Yeah. I mean, it's just an example of how you have to get away from it. So the country's been running this way for a long time, and now these, and these look how young voters yeah. are saying, let's change it. Well, look I, how think hard I think they're right. I think there's changes that have to be done. I agree. But look how hard the uh, the establishment is fighting back against these Well, changes. of course. I mean, it, that's the thing. As they yes. always say, a bureaucracy's main job is to keep itself open. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Not do anything. And hence, they'll bring up a young a freshman coming in, yeah. and, and they'll turn them into a rock star yeah. because they, they're going to mold them and form them to, to, mm -hmm. to have that future power. I mean, yeah. And uh, quite honestly, that's what they did with Obama. Yeah, he was no. I mean, yeah. nobody the guy knew who he was. Almost nothing. He so what? He voted on almost nothing, so he couldn't when have anything held against him. He's an empty him. vessel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could make him into what they wanted him to be, and yeah. he turned him into a rock star. Yeah. And you know, but I'll leave it at that. Boy, I tell you what, that rock star had a lot of fans. Yes, he, he sure still does. does. Absolutely still does. does. Well, and that's the whole the reason I went with the whole wolves analogy is because it can apply no matter how you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. it's, again, it's all about your per, your perspective. It's all about your confirmation bias, and you can say, "Oh, well, that that group is the pack of wolves," or "No, no, 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 that group is the pack of wolves." 
or that's the alpha wolf, or that's the alpha wolf, or whatever you want to say, or ha ha ha, there's crazy wolf. And <laughs> sorry, I didn't Pointing to Ken. But Looney Wolf. just said up front. Yeah, you know, so come put the crazy wolf Wiley right over Coyote, here. there he is. But. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Riding my Acme rocket yeah. <laughs> all the way. Well, well, that well, I love that. That just made me think of that scene in um, that Peter Sellers Squirrel. movie about the bomb. Um, oh, uh, right. oh my gosh! And Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, yes. Doctor Strangelove. And he's he's riding. Uh, what the heck is his name? Like the, the cowboy guy is riding the bomb. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. <laughs> I, I laugh, so I still laugh at that. Oh, it, it was wonderful. Anyway, boy, squirrel on that one. Sorry about that, guys. But um, with regard to the wolves, when you look at this, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I agree with you, Dan, on the way in the, in the form that I am glad that what's happening is happening because it's making visible all these things mm-hmm. that have probably been in play for a very long time, we just haven't seen it. Now it's in front of our faces, and now, like you mentioned, you know, creating rock stars out of people and then going, "Oh man, they just totally trashed the hotel room. <laughs> Wrong person to make a rock star." <laughs> they just and you know, ooh man, did too many drugs. Boy, this is. Oh, they were going to the cover-ups thing. Okay. Yeah. Then we're doing, and meanwhile, everybody else is going. Yeah, you know what? Their music's not that great anyway. Well, it's all a double-edged sword, though, because, I mean, like Ocasio, you know, the I mean, she literally has people. There are a lot of people young, way younger than us that actually believe that we're like, we're, the world's going to end in 12 years if we don't do something. They actually believe that. They, I mean, and I always have to ask, tell myself, they believe that. So if you believe that, wouldn't you act differently? Well... I mean, if you believe the world was going to end in 12 years. You I, know what? You might act differently initially. Yeah. But uh, we're creatures of habit. Yeah. You know, we go on diets and, you know, all of a sudden we get a off a diet. Weeks. six. Yeah. And then six weeks later, we're back to doing what we were doing. Before. That's my carbs I mean, this morning. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so, you know, I think that's a short, short lived. I don't know. There are, there are some studies or some research that, uh, that have done that. There are a lot of, I mean, these, there were a bunch of people that, man, they were just thrilled when they found out that we might be able to oh. like, grow things on the moon because they're thinking, we've got to find some place to grow food because our earth isn't going to be able to do it well, were, pretty people soon. Used to, people used to run around saying that the Bible said when the three biggest powers on the planet but could Bill, my point you know, is, these together. people believe this is happening in the near future. This well, and been... we have special places for those people. Do you know how many people? Well, the Democratic Party. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's my point. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> well, we do a, have a place for the Democratic Party. Here's the thing about that. An enormous amount of people believed that the world was going to end in 2012. Right. And if oh, yeah. you remember why, because the Mayans just said, the ends in. But, you know, they were also thinking, by that point in time, we'll probably have a new calendar. So, you know, that's, it, we're covered for a good I'm working while. on this calendar. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's, it's so, <laughs> you know, we got it set for a couple thousand years. We're good. We're good. So you get hey, the we'll, gist of it. Go yeah, forward we'll, with we'll, it. We'll, we'll get forward. I'm now, the other, the other side of that is truly, and I don't think people quite realize this, but it is, I've found it to be quite true. And it's, it's a very simple fa- phrase, but what you think, think about, you bring about. When you focus in and really target something and truly believe it, you will make that thing happen. Mm-hmm. And there may be people that go, oh, to Don's point, mm-hmm. this is real. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so what, what occurs then is that their actions, if you're truly focused in on it mm-hmm. and dedicated to it and ascribe to it, your actions will actually reflect what you think and bring about what it is you're focused on. Um, yes, we are creatures of habit, but if there is, and you know, Don mentioned you mentioned letting go of your carbs today. I've been doing no carbs since January eighth. Still on that. No, I didn't let go. I brought them back. You brought them back. Yes. Well, you you well, you let go of no carbs. Thank you. You, you brought back. Thank you. In carbs. Correct. So, but you know, being a creature of habit and liking things that make us comfortable. Uh, that's very true, 
But again, if you actually intently focus on a thing I bring it about. and you truly believe in that, you will bring that thing about. You will make that happen They're in make one, the way, one way, shape, or another. They could if that is their intent and their true belief. Well, I heard somebody the other day say, if you really believe that global warming is going to end the world in 12 years, we should be attacking China. And stopping them from being the biggest polluter on the planet. Why? And then, so then it's thirteen years. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. No, what but I, we, but I mean, it's but if you're going to play that out and you really believe it, that sounds so ridiculous, right? Because it is. But if you really believe that global warming was going to end the Earth in twelve years, you, we should stop. We would should stop we, China they, and India from they, polluting because they pollute way more than we do. And one of the aspects about this global warming and the whole concept. The results we see is that people are now becoming a little more earth conscious. Sure. Now, number one. Number two, they're also getting educated on how actually the earth works, right. which they didn't get in school. Right. And now, you know, uh, one of the largest consumers of CO2 on the planet is bacterium. And nobody's ever really talked about this. Mm-hmm. So now there's a study that just came out because they're going to do some, uh, some deep seabed mining. And they discover these bacterium that are down there that are just munching CO2 and turning and turning themselves into a food source. And they had no idea that this was going on. Right. And so the calculations of the CO2 imbalance, this is a calculation that was never put into play. Mm-hmm. Now it is. So now what's going to happen is if, if people are being honest about it, they're going to come forward and saying that, well, maybe we need to rethink this idea about CO2 being a problem. This is the way it should work. We should not argue about well, you know, if you sure. put these you put these CO two aspects onto industry, you're going to make a lot of poor people, mm-hmm. which is also a, a true comment. Mm-hmm. But really, that's that's not striking to the core of it. If CO two is the issue, then let's talk about CO two. Yeah, and, well, I'm that's, sure. the, and <coughs> that's the point. I'm sure ALC is reading up on bacterium as we speak. <laughs> Maybe. Well, she I, was truly against the farting cow. Yeah. Uh, which just, I, and again, my analogy for that is that <laughs> South Park episode <laughs> where they discovered they discovered that uh, the big part of big problem with global warming was that humans were releasing too much gas. Yeah. So you had to hold that in. And put you in jail well, if you fart. I mean, I don't know if she watched that South Park episode and thought that was actual science, <laughs> um, but applied it to the cattle, which we need to eat or which we are eating, and therefore they put they're so much larger than humans, therefore they must produce way more. Uh, gas. gas that you know, impact poor bellies help and yeah you know this is so. what our discussion has become in the Congress of the United States of America farting cows. farting cows Congress in America should talk about anything that's a problem that people have in America and that's their job that's what they're there for well okay I guess yeah. I'm just gonna have to say I don't believe even, farting cows is a problem but that's even just me perceived problems me. as opposed to real problems <laughs> that's just well, me. Yeah, well again, again you know the the concept about attacking industry. <laughs> In the Industrial Revolution about putting all these greenhouse gases from our consumption of carbon is an issue. And you cannot say that it's not because obviously it's going to influence our our To a degree. Because it adds what the the, the question is, is is it detrimental? Mm -hmm. And and their idea of it is is let's be proactive about this thing. Let's step in and be proactive. Well, if you're going to be proactive, you better know what you're doing. You can be proactive, but the measures of it that I disagree with Why? is that they're, that they're scaring children. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people are now getting even more on antidepressants because yep. they think the world's going to end, exactly. or, or their children have no future. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff I really don't like. Well, scare is it, tactics is the oldest sales. Sure, I know that it works. Right. Fear so. I know that it works, but I don't like it. No, so, I don't either. So the only way to counter this is is for people to come forward and, and actually lay out this is the problem. Right. But unfortunately, in the world today. Everybody looks at any kind of knowledge coming in today is spin. Well, the hard part is I'm a denier, right? When you, is when this you, real data or is this guy just spinning it? Yeah. Well, right, and, and also, so you, you know, as, as the data and information come out and, and these things become new information, new technology trains us and teaches us new things mm-hmm. to look at new things, and it's like you got to take into account how much we don't know. Yeah. And how could anything that comes out tomorrow or next year or next decade change everything in the way about what we thought about it today. It's very true. 
You know, I mean, we, we look at how many times we've been through. Look at the simple things. You couldn't used to uh, use charcoal grilled to cook burgers because the sizzle would turn into carcinogens and and come back up and smoke into your burgers, and it was going to give you cancer and you were going to die. Nobody's giving up burgers. Or a better aspect is, is that during the Lincoln presidency, the number one issue on the floor for the press and everybody in the country. Was what in the hell are we gonna do with all this horseshit? <laughs> yeah, that was their number one issue because it was horseshit everywhere. And they then, didn't know what to do with it. Then they and had to deal with the one. actual horse uh, and then, manure too. Yeah, <laughs> and then suddenly you know a car gets developed and that issue just kind of quietly goes away. Yeah, there you go. See, we solve our problem. Well, not quietly, but, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I mean, we're, so we simply traded horseshit for carbon, carbon for carbon. So you know, now. On all of this that we've talked about here, we actually have two ladies at the table. Not that anyone would know it because you haven't said much. But I would love to hear what your thoughts are, Jerry. And or I know, Kim, you really kind of just wanted to observe. I did. Afraid. I did. But I if, if you would afraid. like to say anything, you certainly have the opportunity. And so I don't want you to feel like you have no, to just I sit there. I completely understand. I'm... Enjoying the conversation. She's okay, great. I already know what's in my head. Uh, well, no one else does. <laughs> we don't. And that's no. kind of the point. That of makes that. you pretty unique. <laughs> <laughs> that you know what's in your head. Yeah, none of us do. Yeah. Yeah. We, know what's in we don't know until we spit it out. None of us do. None of the people that we have are, to let it know. out before we know what it is. <laughs> that's yeah. that's meant. Yeah. So, if you would like to share that, you're more than welcome. We I, would be happy I'm, to hear it. I'm just gonna listen. Okay, right. that's fine. No, no worries. You're uh, Jerry. Now, of course, sometimes I prod you, and you share, but you often like to sit and listen as well. I know that. Is there anything that you would like to share or comment on to this point? Let's see. She was a point first. It's a little whiplash from her shaking her head all the time. Right. Yeah. No, I don't have anything really? I want to share right now. Nothing you want to share right now. Okay, that's all right. That's quite fine. No no worries. Um, Do you always talk about shit and carbon? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Otherwise, well, the, the, it would not the cow be... thing was really methane gas, and there was yeah, actually you. there's actually a, a horse breeding farm that's bred most of the most of the racehorses today in America can trace their bloodlines back to this particular farm, huh. and they had a problem with horse shit, yeah, and they tried to burn it, which it resulted in the person with the match losing their eyebrows. <laughs> and um, so then they decided they'd, they'd cap it. They put it in a container, and they piped the methane gas into the house and they had the first gas lighting in the United States. Sweet. They also developed the first shower because Pre- President Taft was a friend of the family right. and went there to visit and got stuck in the bathtub. It took five people to get him out of the bathtub. He was a pretty so big they dude, yeah. decided yeah, yeah. that... They would never go through that embarrassing moment again. So when he Did arrived at the, at, and you can actually see it, mm-hmm. they, they developed this tub on its side right. with all these jets of water coming through. So that was the first shower. Mm-hmm. Never knew so, that. So very interesting yeah, place. When you start picking off the antebellum homes of the yeah. Civil War and your, your various travels, um, you learn very interesting things mm-hmm. that are not written in the history book. This is, this is classic, is the, dif- cool. the difference between males and females. She brings up that f- fabulous point. Bill and I, a minute ago, Bill said, if cows didn't fart, wouldn't that meat really taste bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be flavored differently. That's would, except that, except that. Now you're scaring me. There's the difference. Gas so thank you for bringing all by itself have any to be safe for that Japanese beef flavor or odor. That's yeah. true. It's no, this everything is, this else is that's associated the, uh, with it that yeah. has the odor. That's true. Yeah, this is not the, the farting carbon podcast. Episode. Um, it just <laughs> yes, turned it out to be that episode. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking, um, we started talking about wolves. You know, maybe we'll, yeah, we actually started to talk about wolves, and this often happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll start with a topic, and it'll uh, just go And then we blow the house down. You know, don't know where it's going to go. You know, here, and that's fine. I don't mind, because the whole point of civil tension is to trauma. explore ideas, share ideas, ideas, and even those that greatly conflict. Unfortunately, we don't always have greatly conflicting Thoughts because so many people of like mind mm-hmm. sit in on this. Which is why um, you are so welcome because we hope you might give us a little variety. <laughs> so if you ever have opposing opinion, this is a wonderful place to do that. We do not 
we do not attack opposing opinion. We welcome it because we want to hear it. We want to understand it to the best of our ability and see does this develop change. a strategy to come back at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we might develop a strategy, or we might say, or we might be influenced. Hmm. Kim, Kim, sitting over there, her quietude and and, mm-hmm. and adjustment levels that we would like to have ourselves. Plotting the blackmail strategies. <laughs> Everybody has everything their own. you See, say can part, and will be used again. The fun part about remaining silent is that you can let everybody run with it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they become yeah. their own worst enemy. I don't have to do a thing. Yeah. You just listen. Because you decide what it is that I'm thinking. And whether you're wrong or not, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm just being You don't silent. need to make me look stupid. I'm doing just fine. There you go. <laughs> See? It's kind of like giving all that rope. We? We're perfectly capable of doing that on our own. Well, you said you, There's you, a lot of power you know what's going on in your mind. Ben, we got to spit it out. And, uh, uh, I get, well, plus, if we didn't talk, it wouldn't be much of a podcast either. Right. If we all sat here quietly with our own thoughts... This would not be civil tension. This It'd would be, be really silent. bad radio. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have to talk. It might be Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah well, it might be, but um, we would have to have so. video. We have not put this on no. video Thank yet. goodness. Um, there, <laughs> I still think that would be more. fun um, if we actually started a video feed well, with we're this. Well, we're going to need makeup. There then. are a couple of um, Some of us. podcasts. We're kind of departing greatly now from the yeah. topic at hand. But there we are need to finish few. strong somehow. You well, know what? I think we ought to circle back to Smollett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Circle back we to Smollett. We have to talk we about Jesse. You know, we can finish we can Smollett, lay it to rest okay. with all the definitions and decisions made, and then I can I feel innocent about turning off my brain anytime I hear that at the beginning of a paragraph for the rest of my well, life. Uh, <laughs> did you listen to the address by the uh, Chicago... Uh, police superintendent? superintendent. Part of it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I at least I don't know how much of it I got to yeah, see. Substantial yes. case. Wasn't I, listen, it? Yeah. I listened to it all. It was. I happened to be in the car. It was on the Patriot station, and uh, listened to it all. And uh, so your takeaway? My takeaway is, I I understand that everybody's really pissed off about this. It was a dumb thing for him to do. He his brain worked in a yeah. allegedly yeah, yeah. yeah. alleged because Alleg- nowadays claiming allegedly it was a dumb thing to do. Now, if if truly that is what occurred, it was really stupid. Uh, allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, if if we take a look at that though and say, okay, why is there so much anger on this? And why has there been so much focus on this? The underlying thing of it is really what is more intriguing to me than Jesse allegedly sending himself a mean letter because he you know, was not happy with his career situation at, so at the point. Making 55000 an episode. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whatever. I mean, rough. you yeah. know. If you're doing what you enjoy, does anyway, doesn't matter. Right. What though, I think is perhaps angering in my view, is how quick the country by and large was to respond to this in a, in in and through a filter that is so politically biased mm-hmm. one way versus the other. Mm-hmm. I think that's what everybody is truly angry about because of the divisiveness of the alleged actions Mm -hmm. on his part. Because if you take a look at this, okay, he was attacked, great, but Chicago, and and everybody's saying, well, great. great." Well, okay. That was a transition word. It was a transition word. I'm not... (laughs) I'm not applauding the attack. We've just lost it. Yeah, we've lost things too. He was okay. attacked great. He was attacked great. Did you really say I did. That's what you said. That's what I said. I just wanted to help to you get out of that hole here. I, I, I want to keep, we know you didn't mean it. I'm not applauding that. I'm saying I don't want you to get emails. That and great was, that great was a word for I understand. Okay, we're with you. I, I, am, I am great within my understanding of this. Okay. okay. So, Chicago, and, and hearing the words of everybody saying, this is a blemish we did not deserve. Right. This is, this is you know, reflecting upon us super poorly, and, and it's, it's 
just tarnished our reputation. And when I heard that delivery in his speech, instantly in my head, I thought, okay, Chicago is essentially the murder capital of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need any what, scrub what, city uh, in the United States. What exactly are you upset about as far as tarnishing the reputation? Do, do you not want to be known as the hoax capital of the United States? Uh, is that worse than being known as the murder capital of the United States? I mean, what's... Or even, take a little deeper, what compels a person to take that sort of action? Mm. Hatred? You no, know, forget about money. looking about me, 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 and well, we the city and all that topics. stuff. Yeah. You know? uh, interesting question, but we just shifted topic. Yeah. Um, I, well, I I think it was just a, a, a selfish and uh, in what well, is selfish? Uh, no selfish. Doubt. He was seeking to increase his level of public exposure mm-hmm. and increase his salary, which yeah. has been a very effectively done. Yeah, by been, many people, people before him. Whether they meant to do it or not, bad publicity is, you know, what they say, all publicity is good as long well, as you it was, name right. It was bad. It know, was going to get a major reduction in income. He might, yeah. Maybe. I, I, I think his career is over. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to touch him with don't. a 10-foot pole. I He's going to learn to do something else. You know, he'll be rehabilitated. I don't know. Nowadays, and, people yeah. get over things just as quickly as they set them on fire. You know? Uh, will, you got a point there. I think he will. Someday he'll be... A CNN anchor or something. I mean, I, I really do. I'm not even joking. He'll be rehabilitated by the left because um, what what's I find what I where I thought you were going with is I, I when that happened I wasn't thinking Chicago's a terrible place. That could happen. If, we already if, what knew you, that. Happen, you already from here. That, we already know it. Yeah. We but, already knew that. But so it's like where's the sting? If, if somebody attacked somebody in in San Francisco today, I wouldn't. You know, just because of a attack, I don't blame the whole city for it. I don't think of it that way. No. I think it's his way of avoiding. Because why did he really want to do it? He didn't say he. What they weren't wearing Chicago hats and yelling. This is Chicago country. Well, that w- that would not have been effective for right. what he was trying to accomplish. So well, I don't think I don't think it said I don't think he was Jussie wasn't trying to make Chicago look bad. To me, it is the same type of behavior exhibited by someone who would be truly a perhaps defined as a clinical uh, narcissistic sociopath. In so much as an example of that would be. Wow, you know, I've got to go to a funeral because someone died. I'm here. I'm seeing someone that I, and at the funeral, I see someone I really, truly like, and we had a great exchange. So I want that experience again. This needs to happen again. So rather than reach out and give a call and say, hey, Dan, Jerry, whoever, I I want to come hang out and have coffee, the thought is, it happened at a funeral. Need Therefore, funeral. I need another funeral, <laughs> so I have to go kill somebody in order to have another funeral to make this happen again. Wow. That's the thought process of a narcissistic sociopath. Boy, that's Jeez. pretty macabre. So, <laughs> the fact that you even came well, up with that is frightening to me. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, when you examine these funny. things, at one point I truly wanted to be a psychiatrist right. and all that kind of stuff a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I studied a lot of this stuff. Right. Um, okay. And the DSM-5, if you get a hold of one mm-hmm. is just thrillingly entertaining to read, uh, which is what actually all uh, psychiatrists, psychologists use to diagnose mental There's health one. There's conditions. There's one in my house. Um, you know, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, we've got one because Cody got a hold of it when he had, was taking uh, uh, psychology in college. Yeah. Um, but that's the thought process that you're dealing with when you have someone who does things like this. Mm-hmm. They look at the external and how is this going to turn around for me? Right. I need this to happen in such a way to experience this. So obviously this has to be done because I'm going to gain X mm-hmm. from this event. What do you think is motiv- you know, so, the, the two motivations were the money, and obviously there's the whole make Trump look bad, and try to get everybody to blame Trump for it happening. Which one do you think was the primary motivation? Because I'm that's those are two completely with different sociopathic things. personality. There doesn't have it doesn't to have be to be a reason. A primary motivation. Yeah, that's no. true. The only thing they think about attention. it's all in here. It's all about it's me. not about attention. It's all about it's me. all about it's all in here, mm-hmm. and there is no hmm. sense of. 
of consequences or how it ties to anybody else. Yeah, because he's it's, still claiming innocence, isn't he? Loudly. Loudly. Yeah, as of today, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see uh, it as anything. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. Right? He didn't. In yeah. his mind, in his he did. Mind. That's the way they think. Never having, give up. Never surrender. Having lived with one for nine years, I know how that works. It's very. <laughs> You've seen it firsthand. Ooh. Yeah. Yowza. Yowza, yowza. Remind me to never piss you off. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me getting pissed off. I think one of the. I've learned how not to be. Supposing what this guy did or didn't, or why he did or didn't, I think one of the base issues is here is the topic in which he wanted to bring forward, right. which he couldn't find, was again trying to be a champion of the oppressed. Right. Uh, my wife this morning was showing me that someone's written a book on uh, how we got to separate but equal. Mm-hmm. Which isn't, uh, this guy wrote this book because this piece of history cool, but I was kind of upset about that because I think it's not that much of an interesting story and that thinking doesn't exist any longer in our courts. Mm-hmm. But I think one more interesting story would be how it was overturned. Right. And how the, the citizens, uh, they were Republicans, by the way. Right. They got together and they had actually interviewed black people that, uh, that had, were mixed blood mm-hmm. to find someone that they could use as a champion to take before the courts to turn, overturn separate but equal. Right. And this took like over 10 years for them to be able to develop this thing and get the situation correct right. so that when it got to the courts, there would be no legal aspect that they could falter on. Right. And it's a fascinating story yeah. because it, it, it illustrates how our system actually works. Mm-hmm. Now, this particular individual is using uh, this oppressed idea is just skip all that, and all I have to do is become a champion of someone oppressed, and then right. therefore I'm going to get up. I'll get what I want, and that's kind. Of, and you see that going on today. I mean, it, there's a lot of that. going The whole on. victim mentality. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we exalt victims, and how now, they're yeah. and, and how these people are being used yeah. for uh, means other than trying to get it fixed to help them. They're, mm-hmm. they're just being used as a shield. Well, is, is your thought that maybe he was employed to do all this stuff, or or at least financed or something? You mean a uh, conspiracy theory? Yeah, no, I don't. No, I just, no, I just think that so. I just think that he saw something that works. Yeah. He couldn't find somebody to oppress him, so he had to go find somebody that would oppress him, and he couldn't find somebody paid somebody to do so. But you're absolutely Man. right. We, we, if, look at how you know if you're a victim, you get recognized and exalted and all that. So I he mean, wanted he a piece of that. He wanted a piece of that. I, I agree he's with getting that. it. I, I he's like getting it. Yeah, he is. And, who, and who can argue with it? Oh, you know, oh my goodness, I, I, I was oppressed. Can't you see the oppressor? Yeah, inherent in the system. You know, and yeah. Can any of y'all name somebody who goes around saying they're oppressed that you respect? Well, that's can a loaded you, question. You know, I, well, seriously. Well, here's I, one I, that, I, 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 my, my family and the culture I was raised in leaned pretty heavily in the direction of you feel if you feel oppressed, go do something about it. Mm-hmm. Beat it. Get yourself educated. Get aggressive. Get a good job, whatever your objectives are, right? Be successful on your own hook. It's, you know, this, this sounds sort of sheltered, perhaps, but um, why would anybody... I don't understand the mental process of somebody who wants to be oppressed as seen by the public. Well, when you've been told, conditioned what? that that's what you are and there's nothing you can do about it, I think it's, I don't think anybody wakes up and says, I want to be oppressed today, but if all your life you've been told you're oppressed, except from when you're a child, you're probably going to believe it. To answer your question, I respect people that are being oppressed because, I mean, there is, there's racism, there's all kinds of bad things, sure. but they're individual things. Um, but it's the how you deal with it. I mean, a Martin Luther exactly. King would be an example of somebody who was certainly oppressed. Absolutely. But how he how he addressed it, I have great respect for. Yes. A lot of people today, when they're oppressed, whether it's legit or not legit, is I look at how do they address it and deal with it is, is how I would then decide. Nowhere in Dr. King's literature or mm-hmm. sermons or anything that I've read, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the man, so I've read a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I think my eyes were open. At no point did he feel sorry for himself. It's Period. Hard to, it's hard he to identify He never said anymore. anything close to that. he was always looking to the right. future to He a was leading a people that were being oppressed, right. mm-hmm. 
and he was teaching them to win by doing it the right way, in by building themselves impression. up, yeah. staying nonviolent, blah, 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 right? Which is what makes him a saint to me mm-hmm. is he was helping his people the right way, not for his own personal profit. Well, and what you're talking about, and what I actually what I'm hearing is agreement from both of you because you're both saying, I respect, I find respect in the person who stands up mm-hmm. and addresses their oppression in a constructive manner or a you know in a manner where they're saying no I'm not going to take that and so that's what I'm hearing from both of you actually and what was hilarious to me yesterday going through some of the news stuff uh, and such that's out there for the HR crap that I have to keep up with <laughs> is that New York has now added hair to the uh, protected class, New York City. Hair and its grooming, its styling, and its color has now been added as a protected class, uh, even so much as, as it actually pertains to race as well. So if I have a purple mohawk, so, you can't. And I, I, I looked at that and I thought, wow. Finally, someone's done something Gingers. to help me with my gingerist oh, yeah. existence. You know, here I am, a ginger in a gingerist world. Yep. Finally, finally, some relief. You, know, you got to move to New York now. And I'm thinking to this myself, very sarcastically. And I'm laughing. You know, and my wife's looking at me and said, "What's so funny?" And I showed it to her, and she's like, "Oh, uh, do you feel vindicated now?" I'm like, "No, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen." <laughs> But I'm going to go back to what you said. When you talk about oppression, (laughs) there's a big difference in perceived oppression and accepted oppression and genuine oppression, Mm -hmm. uh, which we talked about before. Real oppression, when you are actually truly holding someone down back against captive, Mm -hmm. making them a victim of your own actions. That's different than uh, me deciding because I'm Irish that the leprechaun on a box of Lucky Charms is offensive. Have you ever, 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 ever heard an Irish person go, we've got to get rid of the Lucky Charms leprechaun? No, because Irish people suck it up, butter. It's fabulously delicious. Because you know, it's, it's yeah, fabulously it's, delicious. It's, it, yeah, it's magically delicious. Magically, magically. Those, those marshmallows are lovely. It's not even a word. But, uh, and they even include <laughs> a rainbow, so they are entirely inclusive. Yeah. You're making so. some very dangerous suppositions. There, <laughs> <laughs> he usually is. I, we're right. gonna, okay, now we're going to get into cereal. Make, I, wanna, I don't um, think you mean to say that the Irish people have more fortitude than other no classes of people. Um, I don't think anybody certainly that. says that. Well, then we'd have to determine which ones. Well, I, I am being average. extremely tongue in cheek. Yeah, and no. based on my own family upbringing, extremely tongue in cheek here. But you and, don't hear the Irish complaining about the but, leprechaun. You know, you don't. That's true. No, no I've don't. never only, done that. Only the so. Scots <laughs> complain about the leprechaun. So. I've never so, done that. But. You got something to all this. All now, if you had to name a college football team the Leprechauns, you might have had a problem. You got the Fighting Irish. You got the Fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different thing. But um, <laughs> you know, your point, would, you? So, uh, would you get to the point, please? You know what? I'm, my, my, <laughs> my, point. my point is, my, my point is, we as Americans. We love oppression. We love the story about coming up and out from and away from. We love the success, success story the underdog. of the underdog, of defeating Survivors. and climbing out and surviving oppression. We love that. Why do we love that? Because this very country was founded on the idea that we were being oppressed uh, by leaders and rulers of another country. The reason we left another country was to, uh, like we, those people left another country, quite literally my family left another country, and that's why I was born here instead of elsewhere. But that's my point. Got it. We love that. Yeah, So to Jesse's action, what he saw, if we're going to point to here, and his alleged action is America loves a survivor. America loves an underdog. 
I need to be a surviving underdog mm-hmm. to people for people to enjoy and Rocky love Balboa me. Here. Yeah, Rocky Balboa. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and a civil tension chorus <laughs> rises again. <laughs> so we do not own the rights to what we just yeah. tried to. Uh, it didn't really set you in any way. Very, very using different renditions. Different notes, yes. And and poor Mr. Smollett, it must be a little diluted if he thought what he was doing was going to get him to a position of being exalted as a representative of the approach. or whatever he was thinking Allegedly. or hoping to accomplish. Had he had he pulled off the hoax, it would have not put him there. I'm not so sure. Lifestyle selections is a protected class. That is a wild mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Because Boy, that's that right, is such a slippery yeah, slope. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of lifestyles. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm a thief and I hang out with den of thieves. I don't want to be, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm being very so don't persecute. Me. No, no, I get exactly. That's what you're saying. Right. Well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an odd idea. The protected class was uh, put together so that you could not be uh, discriminated against something that you're born with. Right. That's the whole idea of it. But that list has been growing since they first did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Massively, you know, yeah. They had a letter every other day of the week, it seems like. Yeah, it seems that list. way. Yeah. This, this was the whole agenda of the homosexual mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. was to bring that is to be a protected class, stating yep. that they were born to be this way. Right. However, science doesn't bear this out. And so that it, it, they did a lot of studies, spent a lot of money on it, but it did not bear it out. The guy that tried to there prove is it, no gay gene. the guy that had tried to prove it, was wanted to prove it, said it's not yeah. provable. Right. Yeah, but yeah. The, but again, you don't hear that in the news. I've seen genes that look gay. Go. I've been trying to get Go. back to the Martin Luther King because gotcha. to me, there is a massive distinction between his time and today. Oh, that's awesome. And it is, yeah. you did not see hatred from Dr. Martin Luther King. At least I don't recall seeing it from any. I wasn't around at the time, but there was not hate in that man's heart. Why was he effective? Because he was. He did not have hate in his heart. That today it is. You know, again, I don't want anybody being oppressed. But if your response is to hate, you're not going to be effective in overcoming that oppression. He was effective because he didn't hate. Absolutely hate true. Hate does true. not win. Oh, absolutely true. Well, we don't take well the the thought of you owe me. As much as we take more well the thought of, hey, you have now the right to go out and earn it. Go get them. Run with it. You just talked about the the attitude of the non-oppressed versus the self-perceived oppressed. Yeah. And that's the difference. I I know lots of kids that are are, um, disadvantaged one way or another. It could be something you're born with. It could be an illness you came down with. could be a broke both arms and a really bad wrestling match. Whatever the deal is. And uh, of those kids, many of them fight through it and become leaders and inspirational people and and folks that I like because they they manage that. You got a choice when you get hurt. You got a choice. Mm -hmm. You can lay down and die on it or you can change it. You also have a choice to not wear a purple spiked head when you're going in to get a job, right. too. Yeah. Good point. Exactly. And I don't want to be the guy and interviewing you him. Might, there might be a consequence. Well, <laughs> and the argument is that there shouldn't be a social stigma around the hair color, but indeed there is. Yeah, whether you want their... In, in that's the reason they wear the hair color is to get... society's predicated on that. If you want to be a part of this club, then you got to do these things to be a part of that club. And that's the way society works. Yeah. You can't change right, that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Dress yeah. for success. Yeah. You can't change that. Yeah. Well, in, in, in the in the argument that you know, well, no matter how I dress, I'm still a white guy is true. That's why it's a protected aspect. So, but you certainly you, know, you can say I don't want to hire this guy because he's wearing holes in his jeans and his boots are dirty, and I want him to represent my company. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't shower, and I don't want him to cook in my restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever you want to do. You certainly have that right. The government cannot step in and make and force you into that. Although they're trying, they're trying, they're trying. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're trying. This is all coming to a head, and the courts have yet to rule on this. Actually, they did that in the the one in Colorado. But, I mean, that's the issue of it. And so what are we teaching our children today? You know, the idea of it is, is, well, yes, that person's lifestyle choices are theirs to make. Mm -hmm. Don't hold it against them, which is a good idea. But if you're in a business and you need a representative of your company, you do have the right to change that. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, that's kind of the, 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 the gray hair that, that works in there. I have the right to hire you or not hire you yeah. as long as I'm following the And you law. should have the right to terminate somebody exactly. for whatever reason. And, and that's <laughs> right. That's, that's getting harder and harder. Uh-huh. Big okay, Good luck with that. careful, yeah. you're going to launch Pete. We're going to be here till yeah. tomorrow till afternoon. Every year and ever and ever, um, if you're fortunate enough to live in an at-will employment state, mm-hmm. that's essentially been taken care of for you. Uh, I'm not going to go into yeah. any more of it than that because that takes a long explanation. But that, but that should but not be the thing, right? I mean, it, you agree with that. Yeah. It, it, you can, it, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go down. So it goes, it goes back to the idea about individual rights, and yeah. and, and, and when does the, someone who is oppressed, their rights are oppressed, become the standard for all of everybody's rights? It should not be designed that way. It should no. not be even thought of in those terms. No. But it that's the direction they're going. But that's exactly the direction it's yeah. going. Yeah. And and it's an oh, extremely it's frustrating direction. It so swings. It does. You know what, guys? Um, we're a little over an hour, mm-hmm. and I don't. We didn't stay on topic at all I don't, today. I don't know what you're going to do. I had great fun. I have, I, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. You didn't even write anything down. Um, no, I didn't write anything down because I was so, so enthralled in the conversation. I didn't even stop to think to write. But I have to go back through and edit, and I'll pick stuff up there anyway. Uh, but um, in I think fact, you should call it farting cows. Farting, farting cows. cows. Yeah. <laughs> Farts and CO2. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is still about, carbon compound, but it's different than you CO2. You Taft's shower. Taft's shower. Okay. Although it's methane and oxidized becomes CO2. Taft's <laughs> shower. That was that like, so our entire that that episode. Is that like Mrs. Though. O'Leary's yeah. cow? Yeah, kind of, yeah. We farted a lot. Our entire... Problem in today's society goes all the way back to Taft Taft shower. shower. And if Taft had never got stuck in the damn tub, we would not have the problems we have today. Exactly. Jesse, Jesse, however you say his name, Jesse. Is it J U S S? Yeah, it's Jesse. He would. This never would have occurred. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for we Taft would, Shower, we would not probably even be sitting here today having an episode of Civil Tension had Taft not got We'd stuck. We'd be taking well, a actually, bath. Actually, the truth of the matter is Taft wasn't obese. We'd be taking a bath. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> if we could take it. He was a good-looking hunk. Yeah. He'd be like, no problem. That's <laughs> He probably did a lot of farting too. You better yeah. shut this down. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, Taft's fat. <laughs> label it that or whatever. Uh, yeah, Aren't you going to suck her out? I, I am. I truly am. Yeah. yeah. It's been an experience, hasn't it? It's been an experience. If you guys would like to golf clap yourselves out, I'm not going to do that, so it's not it. And thank you all very, very much.